0: Matthew 11, 1 through 6. When Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. Joined by the evil overlord of Christ's covenant missions, Mm. Billy Bean. Evil 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 overlord overlord. of missions. I love it. Wow. All right, Bill, we are uh, just two Bills sitting in an office looking at Matthew 11, 1 through 6. Um, we're coming kind of towards the end of our our first uh, jaunt through the book of Matthew for now. So, you know, January is kind of Matthew 1 through 11. Uh, then we're going to start Philippians. And then later this year, um, we're going to come back into Matthew 12. So this is a really important chapter in the book of Matthew. Um, it, it's it's a little bit of a turning point. And, uh, you know, as, as we... In a couple of days, get to the end of the chapter. I think everyone will will see why that is. Um, there's there's really important kind of teachings and, and quotes from Jesus uh, here in this one chapter, and it starts with John the Baptist, uh, who is now in prison um, because of political rivalry. Um, he, he's in prison and it's a really interesting moment you know we think john the baptist he's the one he's the way preparer he's the voice in the wilderness he baptizes jesus he's jesus cousin Mm -hmm. um and yet here he seems a little unsure Mm -hmm. about jesus Mm -hmm. um and, and not necessarily in this like cynical opposition way but he sends disciples to ask so are you the messiah or Mm or you know are you like a a prophet are you a messiah should we be looking for someone else um billy what what are your thoughts on what's happening here and how jesus responds to john's inquiry
0: yeah um well i i I was kind of thinking um you know what it, it seems like at this point in matthew john has been john the baptist has been locked up long enough uh to have not really been around during the length of Jesus's ministry. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously John played this huge role, prophetically fulfill, fulfilling role yep. of preparing the way Jesus's baptism. He knows what the scriptures have said about this, this Messiah. Um, but now he's been locked up the whole time. And so um, in the, in this passage, um, what's interesting here in verse two, it says that John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ. And, um, really interesting here, doesn't say that John heard about the word or the deeds of Jesus. He says the deeds of the Christ. Now that word Christ, you know, it means Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's heard about the deeds of this Messiah, but there's something about what Jesus has been doing up to this point that just still doesn't, it still doesn't click with, uh, maybe what John's expecting this Messiah to be. Mm. So he's hearing about the deeds, miracles. Okay. There's some crazy stuff that Jesus is doing, which is like, I mean, he's, he's healing the sick. He's, he's making the blind see, um, raising the dead Mm -hmm. miracles. Um, and then he's also hearing of the message of Jesus. The deeds I think also includes what Jesus is preaching and that's still not matching with this expected Messiah Mm -hmm. that, that I think John wants to see here. And so that's where the doubt is. And I wonder if given all the information that John the Baptist has about Jesus, everything that the scriptures have predicted, if he's still expecting Jesus to be a different kind of Messiah, mm. yeah, the miracles, all that stuff's great. But like, are you going to like militantly rise up? Like, where's this revolution is judge. Where's the judgment? Yeah. Um. So I, I think the doubt is just, it's not so much about what Jesus is doing being amazing or not. It's more so, it's not really meshing with what I'm expecting this Messiah to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, John, John was a opponent of Herod um, who was kind of like this false king uh, of the Jews of Israel. Um, and, you know, he, he was very uh morally unlikable, disagreeable, uh, which is, you know, John uh, publicly opposes him. That's why he's in prison. And, you know, it is easy. I I think we can like have this mindset where it's like, you're reading the gospel of Matthew and then you get to what John is saying here. And it's like, is he stupid? Like he's obviously the Messiah, but you know, I I do think if you're John the Baptist, you know, you're preparing the way for this old Testament Messiah, you know, who's going to come as the, you know, vengeful hand of God to, to punish wickedness and bring righteousness to the earth. And then, you know, you have this, this cousin who, who's this, uh, you, know, extremely influential, sort of prophet-like figure. yet you are sitting in prison to an unjust, fake ruler of Israel, and Jesus doesn't seem to have anything to do with him, right? Mm, yeah. Like wouldn't you expect the Messiah of Israel to come straight? to, you know, knock on Herod's door and be like, hey, I'll take the throne now, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's actually not what Jesus is doing at all. He you know, he's kinda of going through the slums, he's living in, you know, the sticks, uh, you know, turning water to wine, doing all these and healing and, and doing all these things. And yet, he you know, so A, I, I think it's it's fair to see like this is where John is coming from. And it points to like the mystery of how Jesus works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think even we can find comfort in that of, you know, Jesus has this strange agenda where, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's healing, like, you know, these Roman officials, kids and servants and whatever. And, and then these, you know, unclean people, uh, but he's not actually going to like the political heart of Israel just yet. Mm. Um, And in our own lives, you know, it's hard to discern like the, the lives around us that God chooses to intervene in and the lives that he, he allows, you know, kind of injustice to persist. Mm -hmm. And so we, we see that happening here. I love, you know, Jesus points to uh, basically his ministry as the fulfillment of the prophets. Yeah. And, I, you know, this is a, a motif that we've been kind of going back to is why is Jesus doing all of these miracles? You know, why does he have this earthly ministry? Couldn't he have just come and kind of lived a quiet, sinless life? Probably would have been a little easier, you know, if he just like was a quiet, anonymous uh, carpenter his whole life and then was killed and then resurrected. Um, would that not have accomplished the same purpose? Was he just showing off, you know, why, what was the whole purpose of his ministry of healing and, you know, resurrection and and going towards unclean people? Well, it's this, he he's verifying his identity. He's, he's holding up the whole counsel of the Hebrew Scriptures, saying, I am him. Yeah, you know, I am he. So yeah, do you have any other thoughts well, on what that
0: yeah. entails? I mean, I think it's incredible when Jesus responds to, you know, uh, Johnson's disciples, like, are you are you this Messiah? Like, or should we wait for someone to come? And Jesus's answer here um, is actually to quote scripture. So he actually quotes Isaiah 35, uh, five through six, Isaiah 61, verse one, maybe alluding to Isaiah 26, Isaiah 29, but he's pointing back to scripture as is, as as an answer to John's probe,
1: mm-hmm. and he's
0: saying, "No, no, no! Like this is me. I am I like I, there, the, I am this ministry point that I'm at right now is partial fulfillment. I am coming to give the blind sight to help the lame walk. Um, this Messiah is going to come and make the deaf hear and cleanse the lepers and preach the good news to the poor. Mm-hmm. Trust this word. <laughs> What's really Interesting here is Jesus is quoting Isaiah to reassure not not his own word he's he's preaching he's he's quoting the word Isaiah to reassure John and those chapters the whole context of Isaiah thirty five Isaiah sixty one the whole context is judgment Mm. so actually I'm gonna come and bring blessing as a part of my ministry but also judgment will come Mm -hmm. and so I just love that Jesus answers John by his word mm-hmm. and says, look to the word, this yeah. points to what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, and then he lands on uh, this interesting f- phrase, blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Mm. Jesus makes it really, really clear uh, that he has this polarizing effect. And this is not the first time that he's, he's pointing really openly towards that. Jesus makes it really clear in his teaching that he has a a very polarizing effect. And part of that is the offensive nature of his ministry. And, you know, kind of, and put maybe a little roughly, like the the offensive nature of the ministry of Jesus is you have broken something and I have to fix it. You are sick Mm -hmm. and I need to heal you. Mm -hmm. You know, you are foolish and I need to teach you and guide you and the that's like both the simplicity that's that's the beautiful promise of the gospel what's also the offense of the gospel right is that you you have to admit your brokenness you have to admit your foolishness there's not this like i think what is really pervasive uh, especially in a city like atlanta is this gospel narrative that's like jesus you know is, is here to teach like just good vibes in a community, you know, just like love, love God, whoever that is to you, love God, and then be nice to others. And like, you are on kind of the same page as Jesus. Yeah, It's like, no, you you can't, you can't love God rightly. You can't uh, love other people rightly unless you first come to the end of yourself and and let him guide you. Mm -hmm. And, And you know, that's the end of this chapter is this like famous come to me and I'll give you rest right passage right and so that's where Jesus is headed yeah um but yeah what what are your thoughts on this like Jesus saying blessed is the one who's not offended by me
0: yeah well i mean i think this is just a good there's a good challenge in this passage one looking at john um to kind of in a, in a way put ourselves in in john's shoes i mean how many of us um in our doubts in our uh, in our questions about Jesus in difficult times how many of us um, are doubting him because he's not doing exactly what we think he should do for us mm. or we have some picture of Jesus that's a little bit off mm. or not fully understood um, and so you know it's a good challenge for for all of us to kind of bring our presuppositions about Jesus put them on the table and kind of re-examine them yeah. and check them against what what the Word of God, has revealed. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be willing to guess that all of us, though we are Christians, though we, we know the full story. We know more than what John knew here. Um, when we're not in the word of God, when we're not looking to Christ, looking at Christ, um, we, we will live, um, in such a way that, you know, um, we we're not easily, um, we're we're not easily offended by him, yeah. Um, and so, uh, but then when when the difficulty comes, then all of a sudden we are offended because we look to his word, and, and, and you know it's it's uh, Jesus isn't isn't doing exactly what we yeah. we thought he would do,
1: yeah. So, absolutely, absolutely. Well, may we be the ones who are not offended, but you know come holding nothing but his perfect righteousness. Amen. So for the great Billy Bean, this is Will Carlisle.